Good day and welcome to A Call to Consciousness with author and host Brian McClure. Brian and his guests share their personal stories to empower you in knowing that you too are the difference makers in our world. Now, here's your host, Brian McClure. Hello and welcome to A Call to Consciousness. This show is brought to you by the Universal Flag Companies. The Universal Flag and Symbol represent the oneness of everyone and everything. You know, a couple weeks ago, I was invited to go to Sierra Leone by one of the uh, mentors that is opening up a school, a primary school, for some of the children in that area. And I had mentioned that I would take it under consideration, not really thinking that I was going to go to Sierra Leone necessarily. And I looked into it, but by telling him that I would take it under consideration, that meant to them that I was coming and they started making plans and the more plans they made the more plans I made and I started taking a look at Sierra Leone what I found was that our country says boy this really isn't a place that you should go to because it's had a very unstable government only a few years ago they had their last coup there and life since then has started to settle down these mentors are mentors from a better community for all they are interested in helping to take the educational level from nothing because they are all functionally illiterate and giving these children and these adults the ability to read, to write, and to learn math, something that we take for granted in our country. When I said that I would go to Sierra Leone, six mentors from Uganda said, hey Brian, will you come to Uganda because we have a primary school opening also, and we have a number of things that are going on. And being kind of naive about Africa, I thought, well, as long as I'm over in Sierra Leone, I might as well fly to Uganda. Sure, I'll I'll go to Uganda. The next thing you know, I had an email asking me to spend two weeks in Sierra Leone, and they wanted me to come for two weeks in Uganda. And I thought that maybe I could spend four or five days in Sierra Leone and four or five days in Uganda. What I didn't know was that Uganda was three time zones away from Sierra Leone. Not only that, but in order to get to Sierra Leone, I have to fly, obviously, through London and and fly in there. It's a very long trip. And ultimately, to get back to Uganda, it isn't like being in the United States flying from one time zone to the next, where we get on a plane in Chicago, we fly to Los Angeles. I have to get on a plane and fly from Freetown in Sierra Leone back to England and then catch a flight in the middle of the night back to Uganda. The traveling and the logistics are not the same as they are here, but there's one thing that is apparent all over the country of Africa, and and, and that is that there is a lack of education and people are starving for education. There is a lack of the symbol of hope, the universal flag, which really is something that they depend on. And that's why it's so important for them as they teach these principles of oneness and interdependence. It's something that I'm going to go and do because I've been saying I'm going to start a a documentary called A Call to Consciousness. And I want to go to some of the worst areas in those countries, some of the slums, some of the places where these children come from so that I can bring it back here. And when I speak, 
we can talk about things that are real to those people. And it isn't just Africa. It's all over our world. We could go to India or Vietnam or any third world country and we can find the same things. The thing that's very clear is, in order for us to help change our world, we change ourselves and we also have to start giving some of the gifts. We have to be in service to others in ways that we weren't before from some very simple ways. Things as simple as helping people learn how to read. Interestingly enough, in both of those countries, English is the language that they speak. And so, it's something that I'm going to be asking for participation in the future from all of you listeners and from all of the sources that we can to try to develop funds through our 501c3 in order to supply some of the books and some of the basic essentials that these children and these adults need. I'm going to take the eight books, soon to be ten books that I have published, and I'm going to start sending them to Africa because these kids need those books. They need the lessons that are taught in those books that really surround the universal flag and the meaning of our symbol. And so enough of that. If you'd like to get on our website, go to universalflag.org. You have the opportunity to go to share this site or to sign up for our newsletter. And uh, each week we'll talk about the guests that we have on. And the guests that we have on our show are doing things that are in service to others already, and it is a wonderful opportunity. It's also there's op an opportunity to uh, donate at that site, and I highly uh, ask you to uh, uh, consider giving some of the opportunities that you have to other people around our world. Tonight on A Call to Consciousness, we are very pleased to have Christopher McLeano. Christopher is the CEO and founder of Conscious Enlightenment, which is a Gaim company. Conscious, Conscious Enlightenment owns and operates a variety of media assets and socially responsible products that have been developed to meet the needs of the ever-expanding Lojas and cultural creative consumer markets. Sounds like we've got some trucks in the background, doesn't it, or airplanes or something. He oversees the advertising network of Lime.com, Yogamates.com, The Enlightenment Card, and Conscious Enlightenment Publishing, which prints magazines in Los Angeles, Chicago, San Francisco, New York, and Seattle. Chris is also an investor in and serves on the board of Golden Bridge Yoga, which is one of the largest yoga studio operations in the United States. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing, Brian? Fantastic. You know, before we get started with some of the companies and some of the work that you do, Chris, I would love to hear your background. Where were you born and raised, and what was family life like for you? Well, I was, uh, grew up in uh, New York, so my family was, uh, you know, just a, a New York family. My dad grew up in the Lower East Side, and my mom grew up in uh, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So we had, uh, you know, our, our whole family was was from New York. And then uh, when I got into around the third grade, uh, my dad moved us all down to Mexico, and we lived down in Mexico City um, for around three years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was down in Mexico that uh, we got to experience a little bit about living in a third world country and, you know, a little bit of a, a different culture at the time. And uh, it was really nice. So we spent some time down in, in Mexico, and uh, I have uh, three other 
siblings to one brother and two sisters, mm-hmm. and we all spent some time down there in Mexico. And then we, and we moved back to New York after uh, those three years. But then my parents discovered that, you know, it wasn't really feasible to move back to New York after living in Mexico because we, you know, we moved down to Mexico and. At the time, as Americans down in Mexico, you know, you were able to live lavishly down there. And mm-hmm. uh, then we moved back into New York City, and they just needed some space, so we ended up moving out to Northern California, right outside of San Francisco. And that's, so, uh, that's where wh- I grew up most of my life. What type of school did you go to when you were in Mexico? Uh, it was called the American School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, for the American kids. Yeah, the American School for the American kids. So it was, uh, all, you know, all geared around American families and uh, mm-hmm. um, expatriate families that are that were down there. And um, we, you know, we uh, spent a significant amount of time doing things with the school because the school was, you know, kind of let the social life where it allowed my parents to meet a lot of other people that were down there for the similar reasons. So it was very interesting living down in Mexico, and and uh, my brother actually ended up, uh, you know, going back down to Mexico when he got a little older, and ended up uh, marrying a woman from Mexico, and uh, you know they speak fully speak Spanish in their household. So, so did you become multilingual down there? Yeah, I, I can definitely understand and uh, speak most of, you know, speak Spanish pretty well, but I think that. Uh, my brother's definitely got me beat there. <laughs> Obviously, if he lives there. So that must have had some type of uh, an impact on you in the way that you viewed our world. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you don't, when you're a kid, you don't recognize it as much until you get a little older and you say, oh, that's why I think like that, you know, or that's... That's why I'm, you know, responding to something like that. But, you know, you saw a lot of poverty when you were down there. You saw a lot of, you know, saw a lot of kids that were didn't have a lot of money that were out on the street selling stuff. And, you know, we, I would just always wonder, you know, what are these kids doing out on the street so late at night trying to sell gum, you know, just to make, mm-hmm. a, quor- make a quarter? And uh, where's their family and what are they doing? And that definitely had an impact on, you know, on my life. It's something that a lot of people don't end up seeing that don't end up living outside of the United States, you know. Because in the United States, everything's even so segregated. And if you have a a bad neighborhood, people just don't go there, you know. People Mm -hmm. just uh, don't end up going into a bad neighborhood. And even even though we do have our fair share of problems here in the United States, it's something that people tend to avoid. Um, whereas in you know Mexico, was, you, you just couldn't avoid it. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, so that was how, that was back then. It's a little different down there now. You moved to California, and how did your how did your life take shape? What was it that you thought you were going to be doing as you finished school out here in the United States? Well, as a young as a young kid, I thought I was going to grow up and be a real estate developer. I really wanted to, you know, build office buildings and build apartment buildings and uh, be in the world of finances that related to, you know, real estate. And that was my intent all through college. And uh, I ended up going to college down in Southern California at USC uh, studying finance and, and real estate finance. And then I, you know, I did that for uh, while I was in college. I got involved in the real estate business, and I just discovered, you know, two years after that, that 
uh, it wasn't where I wanted to be. I, I didn't really want to be in the real estate world, the real estate finance world. And it was around the same time that the uh, internet was taking shape, and mm-hmm. uh, and every you know everybody was starting internet companies. And uh, a friend of mine and myself, or two friends of mine, and myself started a company that was focused on doing loyalty programs for shopping mall developers. So we. Uh, we created software that allowed people to track where they were shopping in malls and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what that um, – the real estate developers could then use that information to, to figure out who you were and better market to you later on in life. <laughs> and it had absolutely nothing to do with consciousness at all, but it was it was the, the catapult for, you know, my kind of awakening into consciousness. Everything is, has – everything uh, has a superior plan, doesn't it? I, yes, definitely. You know, I'm chuckling because consumerism is something that we bought into back in the 50s after World War II, and, and it's really consumed our lives. We have no clue that each day we're bombarded by all those companies that market to us in right. thousands and thousands of commercials and opportunities. And certainly the Internet has been a great opportunity to connect to the world. But at the same time, it's become a great opportunity to have even more advertising and more consumerism. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I just think it's, it's inevitable that it's not going to end and it's going to be there forever. I just think that you just got to kind of take the talents that you have and, and you know, figure out what you need to do as it relates to consciousness and kind of mold your talents so that you can, you know, make the world a better place. Uh, whatever, like your talents, is uh, being on the radio, you know, is a, is a fantastic talent. And to be able to utilize that to share with people the, you know, your thoughts on consciousness is great. And for other people to do similar things, uh Al Gore with the environment or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else as it relates to use maybe their business skills to do things that are going to educate people about maybe the environment or spirituality, uh, consciousness in general. I think that would be, you know, that's really, uh, that's where it's at is kind of finding out what your, you know, what your talent is, what, what your universal giving, you know, what you were given and then taking that talent and saying, okay, here's what I'm supposed to do within this existence and utilize it to make the world a better place. Chris, I couldn't agree with you more, and you certainly have done that in a big way. I'd like to know, though, how did you first start to get a foothold on consciousness? Was it through yoga, or what happened? What was that aha moment for you? Yeah, it was, it was through yoga. I, was, um, I had finished uh, um, this company that we had started. We ended up selling uh, to a company that you know ended up uh, going broke, and so in the process, you know, I found myself in a position where I had, you know, some time off, and and so I started doing a lot of yoga, and uh, you know, loved it from the first day that I I went to the class. I uh, I remember my first yoga class was uh, going into what was the old Golden Bridge, um, the first Golden Bridge that existed. Uh, down in in Hollywood and uh, went into the class and, you know, just felt the energy of everybody chanting in the class. It was a kundalini yoga class, so there was Mm -hmm. a lot of chanting going on and stuff like that. And I just loved it from the second I walked in. And a friend of mine had brought me there, and, you know, she never came back, and I continued to go (laughs) uh, to yoga there. And uh, it became, you know, a really big part of my life. And then that led to me that led to me going into uh 
that led to me into going to India a number of times. And I remember the you know the first time I went to India, I was, it's just amazing when you get off the plane and you just you know you, the intent of going to India creates kind of this you know just something in you knowing mm-hmm. what you're you know just the fact that you want to go and that you're going to go have this experience is an amazing just energy that starts and then when you get there you know you walk out of the airport and you just can't believe there's cows and you know stuff standing at the airport <laughs> and you're so amazed the first time you show up in India that you're like taking pictures at the airport you know and then <laughs> later on you know you're on your 10th trip to India you don't even notice it anymore and the people that you're bringing for the first time are taking pictures of cows at the airport but um <laughs> that kind of reminds me of Caddyshack <laughs> right? wang it's it's the parking lot <laughs> Well, it was, uh, you know, so that led to India, and then India, you know, um, I went to India a few times, and I, um, you know, ended up meeting a a teacher of mine there who was an amazing man, and I just absolutely fell in love with him, and and ended up going back there a number of times, and then uh, went back and made a movie about him. Tell us about that movie. I saw that you did a movie. Was it back in 2000? Yeah, I think it was 2000. It was called A Day in the Light. It was the name of the movie. And it's just kind of a uh, just you know, it's kind of a guidance on how to how to live your life, just some basics on what to do, on forgiveness, you know, on uh just on the, on the journey, you know, mm-hmm. just just different ideas about what you can do on the life. It's and uh it's really from the, from uh, my teacher's teachings and um it's just, you know, just some basic things that you can uh, live your life by, which is, you know, was, I think people have, we've, we've, we've have a lot of the movies that are out there and mm-hmm. a lot of people have uh, watched it. And so hopefully it's had an impact on some people. But that was a, that was also an amazing experience. Just even making the movie itself was an amazing experience. And How do you was, pronounce your teacher's name? It's, well, we call him Mooney G. So, mm-hmm. but there's a million Mooney G's and there's a million Swami G's, right? Uh, uh, so <laughs> everyone uh, is. Chidanand Saraswati G is he runs a, a ashram in uh, Rishikesh called Parmath Nikitan, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a beautiful ashram there. It's a really large ashram there, and uh, he's you know he's a gentleman that made the movie about. And you know, in the process of of making the movie, it was kind of an awakening to consciousness. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, when we came back from India, I just decided that, you know, I wanted to um, do something that was, you know, util- utilize the business skills that I had to do something that mm-hmm. was going to have an impact on the world. So, so that's how it all kind of started for me. So, did you start your yoga mates, or what did you start? first the first thing uh well first i was at yoga and you know doing a lot of yoga and that's and that's where i met my wife and we you know we fell in love at at yoga and uh we were both studying to be yoga teachers Mm -hmm. and then we thought oh wow you know this is great that we've you know we've met each other and we've you know we're both still in love with each other it'd be great if other people could meet people that were in you know in love and that are related to yoga and so we started this this website that could do that but we quickly found out that the website itself had so much more value than just hooking people up we it, we thought well why not just open it to everybody not even people that were trying to date but 
anybody in the world that was into yoga that wanted to communicate with other people that had the same idea, you know, that kind of had, that were into this universal consciousness and, mm-hmm. and whether they wanted to be together or not, just a, a place where people could go, yoga mates, and they could actually interact and show people how to do poses and you know, talk about their retreats and talk about their teacher trainings and talk about their workshops and other people could communicate back and forth. And, and then we we started to film all these different teachers from all over the country and do video interviews with all these teachers. Mm-hmm. And this was the first, you know, this was the first thing that we started doing. And then uh, in that process of, uh, of Yoga Mate starting, um, we got a call um, from the you know the people at Golden Bridge and they needed they wanted to expand their facility uh, to mm-hmm. a new facility so we you know my wife and I um, you know looked at it and we helped them then with financing to open up the the next Golden Bridge that uh, that started in Hollywood which is a mm-hmm. really large yoga studio and it's a, be- a beautiful yoga studio in, mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Um, so that kind of became the second business that, that we were involved in. And when we did that, we started a, a production company that had the rights to film in the location and to film all the classes there and to film all the teachers that were there and to create DVDs and videos of, of uh, Gurmukh, who's a mm-hmm. famous yoga teacher. And so we launched a video company around that, and we launched a bunch of online yoga DVD programs where people could go online and and watch yoga DVDs. Um, And at the same time we were doing that, um, we ended up buying some magazines. So there was uh, Whole Lifetimes in Los Angeles, Common Ground in San Francisco, Conscious Mm -hmm. Choice in Chicago, and Conscious Choice in Seattle, and now uh, we just launched a magazine in New York called Gaia. But these magazines have all been around for around 25 to 30 years. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like the, you know, the initial um, magazines that were, you know, kind of really off the beaten path way back when. And, you know, people uh, were looking to them for alternative stories and things. So we, we worked with the people that were uh, owned the magazines to help, you know, buy them and transform them into something a little bit different. So those magazines really talk about lifestyles of health and sustainability, don't they? Yeah, they talk about consciousness and uh, they talk about the environment. You know, a lot we focus a lot on uh, green environmental issues in the magazines, but we also definitely have our fair share of yoga that we promote and mm-hmm. different stories about you know similar to like you're doing where we get people that are really life changers, world changers, and and do stories on them, educate people about them. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You can do a story about the universal flag. Yeah, for sure. That, that will I, be perfect. You I'd know, be you're surprised in, if we didn't already. You're yeah. in the uh, you're in the major markets that uh, that need to know. What's interesting to me, Chris, is that a number of people in this country aren't as excited as the foreign countries about our universal symbol. And that's because we really don't need it as much as they do. Mm. They're waiting for their lives to change and to to get better. And really, it's about us uh, reaching out and not giving them things, but teaching them how to help themselves, which is basically what you are focused on doing. You are helping people help themselves through all of your enterprises that you have. Tell me about, I was really interested when you started this 
enlighten, enlightenment card. Right, I skipped Fabulous that one, idea. I? So we had a, um, one of the gentlemen that in, uh, had uh, done some investing into our company was also uh, an investor in a, in a bank and had a relationship with some people at the bank. And so we went and talked to them, and we said, listen, we want to do a credit card that is going to be focused on helping people change the world. You know, a card that when people use it, they never, they were getting points. People could get points for yoga classes, yoga retreats. They could donate money to nonprofit organizations. They could um, use that money to buy products that were going to make their lives, you know, uh, a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it kind of born out. It was born out of that. At first, the the bank looked at us and. They thought, you know, they were really trying to do my friend a favor that was an investor with them, and so they were just kind of <laughs> listening to us because of uh, because of that relationship. Mm-hmm. They, were, they almost shoot us out, and then we started giving them statistics about, you know, you don't understand. There's really a lot of people in this world that are that are changing the world. There's a lot of people that are making a transition of how this world is working. And here's mm-hmm. the statistics, you know, there's, it's a $3 billion business and there's, you know, $250 million a year is going into yoga and, you know, this amount of money is going into here and it kind of raised their eyebrows a little bit. And, and so they, they listened to us and they helped us launch and then they helped us launch the card. And, uh, so we launched the enlightenment card and we've had a lot of people sign up for it. It's been a great success. We're actually about to launch another card um, called the Gaia card, G-A-I-A card. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's in collaboration uh, with our, our uh, owners over at Gaia. So we've kind of skipped you know, a little bit. We ended up selling the, the company to Gaia around uh, a little bit more than a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, sold them half the business, and then we sold the rest of it to them in, uh, I think, February, January, February of this year. And so we're launching a, a new credit card with them as well, which you'll be able to earn points for. You know, Gaim has so many different businesses that they're that are geared around the Lojas world, the lifestyles of health and sustainability. They own, you know, a, a very large uh, solar company. They own um, all kinds of products that relate to yoga and to um, making your life a you know more sustainable lifestyle. So the, all those products will be available for the people that have this card. And now, when you sold your company, uh, Chris, or your companies, did and you are still staying on as the chief executive officer of your companies? Right. We so Gaim Gaim acquired Conscious Enlightenment. You know, that at first they bought half of it, and then they bought the whole thing, and that happened in January, February this year. And, you know, I've stayed on to, to run those businesses, and then I've gotten integrated into the, the management team over at Gaia. Um, mm-hmm. And to the there's some fantastic people over there that uh, are really, you know, trying to do some amazing things to make a difference in the world. It's, uh, you know, it's different. It, it's difficult to balance you know the the consciousness and the money sometimes mm-hmm. because you know a business needs to be sustainable to exist and i've seen this so many different times you know in in being in the yoga world people come up with ideas to do a business but then the business isn't sustainable because they don't have the 
you know, they don't have what it takes from a business perspective to make it happen and to keep it as a sustainable business so the business ends up phasing out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that Gaim has been really successful at. I mean, here's, you know, a publicly traded company that's playing in the world of all of these other, you know, companies that are out there, but yet they're making yoga mats and they're, you know, selling yoga videos and they're selling solar panels and they're, you know, they're investing in um, changing the world. You know, mm-hmm. they have, we have this thing called Gaia.com, which is like, it's basically like MySpace or Facebook for the conscious community. And there's, mm-hmm. there's hundreds of thousands of people that have joined this program that are just collaborating all the time. And it's just amazing to see that this company that's out there that is living in the, you know, the, the true finance world of doing quarterly earnings calls <laughs> is, is so interested in truly making a, a difference in the way the world, you know, the things that are happening in the world. And that, that kind of comes from the top down over at Gaia, you know, because it's the values of the people that run the company mm-hmm. that trickles down into the, to the different uh, managers and different people that are, are running the day-to-day of the business. That is, you know, that is a, a wonderful oversight. And when we come back, we've got to take a quick commercial. I want to I want to follow up with a couple questions about that. You're listening to A Call to Consciousness. Our guest today is Chris Maglino, and we'll be right back. Attention parents and grandparents. The world's greatest children's book author, Brian D. McClure, brings you two books, The Raindrop and The Sun and the Moon, both available at Amazon.com and UniversalFlag.com. The entire family has been waiting for these books. Buy both The Raindrop and The Sun and the Moon by Brian D. McClure, and your children and grandchildren will be inspired, entertained, and educated by the messages and illustrations contained within. For more information, go to www.universalflag.com. The universal flag is a symbol that represents our global community, transcending differences while honoring the uniqueness and commonality of all people. The universal flag companies have reached out to over 67 countries because half our world, 3 billion people, live on less than a dollar a day. Brian D. McClure's mission is to spread this symbol globally to inspire and give hope to people in need. Make a donation today to the people who need it most. Help global empowerment prosper through the Universal Flag Companies and make a donation now. For more information, go to www.universalflag.com. That's universalflag.com. Welcome back to A Call to Consciousness. This is Brian McClure with Chris McLeano. Chris, you know, as you were talking about Gaim, one of the one of the questions that I have for you is what is the, the purpose or the driving force behind the projects that Gaim and, and your companies are working on? Well, everything is created around the idea of making a change in the world. So mm-hmm. that, you know, a group of people can always make a big difference in the world. So the you know one of the main things that Gaim is always focused on is gathering these group this group of people that have a different consciousness 
and then shifting them into something to to make a transition, you know, to get people aware of solar, to get people aware of yoga, to get people aware of uh, the community that exists through things like Gaia.com or, you know, Lime.com and things like this. So mm-hmm. that's that's been their driving force. What What is Lime.com? So at the same time that Gaia acquired uh, Conscious Enlightenment, from us, they also acquired Lime.com from uh, Steve Case, who was the one of the original founders of uh, AOL. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve had started a, this company in order to, you know, try to reach out to the Lojas market. And uh, Guy ended up buying it around a year, a little bit more than a year ago. And it's just a large. Uh, website that's focused on sustainable living, you know, mostly green lifestyle living, and we have a lot of videos there that are, are, are there to help people understand about green living and healthy living and, and uh, consciousness and awareness. And, and then out of the Lime.com site has, has grown the Lime Advertising Network. So we have a network of websites that we represent that get around, you know, uh, around 13, 14 million page views on a monthly basis that are all (laughs) within the green or consciousness world that we, our team of advertising professionals, sell advertising into all of these different websites. You're talking 13 or 14 million web hits. Page views. Page views. Yeah. that is huge. That's a lot of traffic, yeah. That is huge. And it's growing all the time, and we're always looking for new, you know, exciting websites that want to join the partnership. We have different channels. that We have We have a yoga channel. We have a consciousness channel. We have a green channel. And we have lots of different channels that we want different websites for. And we have around uh, 25 salespeople in, you know, in New York and Chicago and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Seattle that are just focused on selling advertising into this conscious community. So there's definitely a business around it. And we're finding a lot more uh, people out there, mainstream advertisers, you know, that are interested in reaching out to this audience, you know, like banks. Like we just got this big advertising campaign from Wachovia Bank, right? They mm-hmm. want to communicate that, hey, you can, at, you can bank at Wachovia, and we won't send you a bank statement. You can do all your banking online, so we'll save you the money of, you know, save the, the trees and the money the of paper. sending out the paper. So and just tons of mainstream advertisers like that that are really want to reach out to this audience. How can I get the films that I'm doing in Africa and other parts of the world onto that onto that Lime network? Uh, as far as people viewing them, mm-hmm. or do you want to sell the films? Well, you know, I haven't even thought about it. Right now, I'm I'm using my own money to fund uh, the projects that I do. I really mm-hmm. haven't asked other people, but it's been something that you know I've I've kind of been taking a look at. You know, ever since. Oprah opened up the school, and I knew nothing about Africa, really. I mean, she opened it up in South Africa, and I assumed that that was Africa, and and it is great. I mean, she spent $40 million on a wonderful school. I didn't know the state of the world, and, you know, I saw that you have worked with a company that's opened up some schools in India that have the same situation where you have functional illiterates Mm -hmm. that are there. They don't have any type of school. And the schools that we're talking about, they don't have windows and they don't have doors. It's just a room. Mm. And you might have some desks and you might have a blackboard. It might cost $2,500 to open a school in Africa as opposed to, you know, what we think of as the schools that we go to. And the same thing in India. 
And I'm simply interested in taking a look at, at you know, the world conditions on all seven continents and, and really developing a call to consciousness series where we can start to at least allow it to be in view of more people because when it's in view that's when we can start to change ourselves and by changing ourselves we change the world mm-hmm. so and that's can, something that you've done we can help us you know educating people through the media and utilizing the media that we have to to get the word out there for people to we are we're always working with nonprofit organizations to you know help them uh, market their events and uh, like with the enlightenment card you know people can donate their points towards uh, nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. so we're constantly doing stuff to to help with this and then you know obviously within gaiam on gaiam.com there's a huge store of consciously oriented films um, you know, there's a lot of information there about uh, different movies that that people have made, documentaries. So maybe that's a place that we can help you, uh, you know, get the films out as well once they're done. You know, Chris, I took a look today at, at some of your sites, and, and it was amazing to me that I had never heard of them. Certainly, I knew about uh, uh, The Conscious Life because I've read that magazine, but I never really paid attention to some of the other companies. Today, when I looked things up, in, in this past week, I looked, knowing that you were going to be on the show, I saw some incredibly free, wonderful, enlightening talks that Deepak Chopra and, and just a whole host of people that are very enlightened and, and giving are on the Internet that you put up that, that people can go to. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, and, and it's something that, uh, uh, you know, probably in each new day you get more people that get wind of or hear about, you know, the opportunities to uh, really self-educate um, by taking a look at some of the great programs that you have on the Internet. What are? I, go ahead. I'm just at Gaia.com, you know, the community. So it's like Gaia.com, G-A-I-A.com forward slash community has been really the, the catapult lately of where the people have, uh, have been gathering and communicating and really having the conversation about the things that are happening in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's really been an amazing uh an amazing uh, website that's really grown really quickly and continues to grow every single day. It's amazing. So how do you see our future unfolding? Well, you know, my wife and I always have this conversation, and, you know, she always says, oh, you know, we're <laughs> we're at the cutting edge of consciousness. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're at a place where things are so much different now than they ever have been, and, you know, we're really having a breakthrough. And, and you know, I I tend to think that we're we've always kind of been in in that place, and there's always been people that have been a little bit more conscious about certain things than others, and and that it's just an, an evolving cycle mm-hmm. of people's personal personal consciousness and awareness of that space. Yeah, I, yes, there's a global consciousness that's constantly moving, but I think there's a personal consciousness that shifts you into the recognition of the global consciousness that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's always, you know, my opinion is that there's a, there's this constant evolution that's happening that uh, is on an individual basis that o- opens your eyes to the universal consciousness that's shifting all the time. 
um, and it's been happening forever. You know, there's always been a cutting edge something. There's always <laughs> been something that's been different than before, and something that's been moving the consciousness in, into a, a different direction. You know, forever we've had masters that have come back, whether it's Jesus or Buddha or Krishna or whoever is back. We've always had some wonderful masters or teachers, and even your teacher in India or the wonderful teachers on every continent and in every country. It's just that, you know, as a, as a group, we've never had the opportunity to tie in to a global consciousness mm -hmm. until the Internet really came out. And now, you know, there is an opportunity instantaneously mm -hmm. to develop connections and to develop opportunities to create better communities through the sharing of information. And when we share information, when we share ideas, we find facilitators and mentors all over the world. It's just amazing the way that that's been happening. And it's been great for people to educate themselves so that they can make a change. And I'm sure it's like for fantastic for these project that, projects that you're working on in Africa, just to, you know, utilizing the radio to get out there, utilizing, you know, your films to get the information out there. But imagine back when the printing press was invented, you know, there was all of a sudden the, the printing press was the thing that was being <laughs> utilized to, you know, to educate more people about this new consciousness. So that, you know, they weren't talking about the same thing at, the, at that time, potentially, in the United States or, you know, wherever it was. Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, it was a different conversation that was happening. But, you know, there's always some technology that's coming up that's going to be, you know, making the evolution of consciousness a little bit different, I think. You know, I will agree with your wife in one way. Maybe consciousness is pushing to some of us people, because if you knew me 10 years ago, then you would know that the only thing I was interested in was using my economics degree to benefit my family and my community and me, but I really wasn't interested in a global consciousness. I had no thoughts of a universal flag. I mean, I was literally awakened in the middle of the night for years and told by that inner voice, by spirit, by God, by source, create the universal flag and and i would telepathically get angry and say why are you bothering me you know wake up wayne dyer oprah <laughs> you know they're the people that you want they they've got a, a huge following and 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 uh you know it did the voice it didn't go away and so when that's I what i'm saying it's that it's the individual consciousness on the individual level right that's mm -hmm. awakening you to the recognition of the consciousness and utilizing the skill that you have to make a difference in the world. And until the consciousness was, was there for you, the recognition of utilizing that skill wasn't there either. Absolutely. To do Absolutely. That. So I think it's, that, that's why my, you know, I, I take the thought that it's on, you know, it's in, it's ever evolving. It's constantly moving and it's constantly changing. There's, you know, there's no beginning to it and there's no end to it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's nowhere to get. There's no, <laughs> you know, there's no place that we're going to have finality. Right. You know, there's, there's nothing that's going to be like the, ah, we're finally there. <laughs> and, you know, and that's just one more distraction that keeps everybody away from the moment that exists right now, today, this is it. You know, this is what you got. This is your awareness. This is the, this is the whole existence that, that is available to you. We'll finally be there when we no longer have bodies. <laughs> we'll just be a big, <laughs> big ball of consciousness of nothing, and right. that's when we'll be there. We'll be like Star Wars, 
or a, not even Star Wars. It'll be like Star Trek, <laughs> just a big consciousness in outer space somewhere. And then they'll say, I, re- I imagine when they used to have bodies, you know. Right, right. Well, we are the greatest computer systems anywhere, and we get to experience and feel and, you know, have all the senses. What a great—we've we, given ourselves the greatest gift in the world. We forget everything. We come back here, and then we pretend like we're remembering consciousness, you know, right. slowly, or we've gotten somewhere. All right. It's, well, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's the—you know, that's kind of like the— the thing they have to contemplate on, you know, is it how long has it been going on? You know, has it been going on for forever? You know, or is, right. it, is this just a one-time thing, or is it? You know, there's so many different views of of the world. So that's why I just think, you know, you got you, you have it right now. This is what this is the gift that you have. You know, you have the gift is that you're here in this very moment. You know, this you're here today, and this mm-hmm. is. You know, this is that in and of itself that you're here is the gift that that is to be praised. You know, it's mm-hmm. the gift that's to be acknowledged. You know, it's it's like utilize that source of energy to do what you can to make a difference in the world. You know, to to do something that's you know, and obviously you got to choose in your life when you want to do that and and what you're going to do because it's not always. You know, it's not always um, available. You know, maybe maybe somebody's doing something is doing something for themselves. Maybe somebody else is doing something is doing something to help other people. You know, it's it's different for each individual person. There's no gauge on what's right and wrong. I think. You know. And you know what, Chris? The thing is, is that uh, one of the things that we have to learn as humans is to look. It's to allow everyone to be who they are. Without judging them, if they don't want to be conscious, they don't have to. Because sooner or later, everyone gains consciousness, whether it's in this lifetime or in ten lifetimes or whenever it is. Right. Everything has perfect synchronicity, kind of like me stumbling into a universal flag or you stumbling into yoga. Hmm. You know, when you were telling your story about yoga, the first yoga class I ever went to was Bikram yoga, hmm. and <laughs> it was nine thousand degrees. <laughs> You know, I still go, but it's interesting. Yoga was so different for me because I was used to playing football for years, you know, from grade school through college and running and playing basketball and and all of that practice of stretching and breathing. I mean, it's an entire different opportunity of coming into one's own body, one's own self, and really being present there, which is really the practice that is an amazing gift. It isn't an external thing where we're working out and we're paying attention, watching the television, the news, or reading the paper like we do when we try to run treadmills or whatever we're doing. That doesn't give you the practice that that yoga actually does, mm-hmm. which is something that kind of surprised me. And of course, when it's hot, then I had no place to be but right in my body. And uh, very interesting. I mean, yoga is a science. You know, it's a, it's been developed over lifetimes and lifetimes of of people practicing it and passing it, da- passing the traditions down. Uh, you know, well before we had the internet, and 
people studying, you know, what they can do that would awaken their consciousness in their body. And it's inevitable that if you do it, if you do yoga, you will have a shift in your consciousness, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then there's so many different paths of yoga, even, even after you do the asanas and, uh, you know, have an awakening to that consciousness, there's, you know, there's service yoga, people, you know, doing service for people. There's uh, the, the yoga of kind of contemplation and studying and, you know, becoming educated and, you know, so many different limbs of the, of the yoga practice. Uh, yoga is just truly an amazing thing. It's made a significant difference in my life. Um, you know, I'd like you to uh, uh, at least list the websites where people can uh, take a look at, at some of the uh, different companies and opportunities that you have out there. I have so many. Okay, so we got um, Gaia.com, so G-A-I-A.com. Is uh, we have a great community there, so you can go Gaia.com forward slash community and join. There's I think uh, 250,000 members now that are on the site all the time. It's uh, truly an amazing place. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Lime.com, L-I-M-E.com. We have uh, Yogamates.com, which is a Yoga M-A-T-E-S.com. Uh, yoga mates, you can you know you can watch videos of Krishna Das and Bhagavan Das and uh, all these different spiritual teachers that have come through Los Angeles that we've filmed and you know done uh, little interviews with. So we have like a, you know thousands of hours of video on there. That's a, amazing uh, for the yoga community. And you can join yogamates.com similar to how you can join Facebook or something like that, and mm-hmm. you can start your friends. And we have um, the Enlightenment Card, so it's EnlightenmentCard.com, so you can join our uh, Visa card there, and you can see all the different places that you can donate your money and uh, all the different benefits that you can have from utilizing this card. Um, and then, obviously, you can go to Gaiam.com, which is uh, G-A-I-A-M.com, which has uh, just a world of products and services that revolve around consciousness of yoga mats and house you know house cleaning products that are chemical free and solar products and uh i mean furniture that's all made out of you know re- reused wood and things like that you know i saw uh, one of your sites has a place that how to recycle anything yeah which is which is just a wonderful opportunity because there's a lot of things that i didn't know that i could recycle yeah, you know, Lime.com is really, you know, focused on the the, the green lifestyle and the sustainable lifestyle, as well of all, as all of our magazine websites. If you live in, you know, Los Angeles or in Chicago, or yeah, obviously uh, the listeners on this show would be more focused on Los Angeles, but um, we have all of our, our magazine articles that have been up for years. So we have 20-something years of magazine articles on the WholeLifeTimes.com site. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of websites and well, a, that lot is of, a, a lot of information. Lots of information and a wonderful opportunity. Chris, what are what are a few ways that you uh, see that we can improve our world or improve the things that we do in each new day to help improve our world? You know, um, I have you know I have three kids. I'm about to have my fourth kid, right? So mm-hmm. I think that you get. There's so many different things that I try to do during the week just in in the business 
uh, side of my life, you know, because it's inevitable that you need to live within the the existence that we have here. You know, you need to you need to pay the rent, you need to make the car payment. You know, unless you're going to go live as a sadhu somewhere, you just need to play within this existence that we have. Mm-hmm. So you, you need to participate in that. You know, you can choose not to if you want to, and that's great. But you're you're not going to be living the life that I'm living. You know, you're not going to have three kids, maybe having one other. <laughs> that certainly isn't that life. You know, that hasn't been the life that's been, uh, you know, that hasn't been the path for me. My life has definitely been one of, you know, engaging within uh, this world as a householder. And and so every day interacting with, you know, with Julian and Shanti and Ashwarya and my wife and, and you know, waiting for our new baby to come, there's always things that are coming up at you. And just dealing with your own day-to-day existence, you know, your own, the, the own way that you're, you're reacting to your kids or the, own, the way that you're reacting to your wife or the way that you're reacting to what might be a, a bad business situation is really where people are going to be making a difference. You know, you mm-hmm. have to, like, go back to the just the root. Now, it could be, yes, we could go and, you know, build all this stuff and do all of these things, but I think when it comes right down to it, it's truly you got to be able to, you know, live it on a day-to-day basis on your on your own. And that in and of itself will make a difference in the world, and it will translate into a difference in the world. Everybody's in a, at a different space, you know, so... Um, I think those are the, that those are the things that will make a difference in the world. You know, people. You can talk about you know you need to meditate more, you need to make do more yoga, and these things will make a a difference in the world. Or you need to you know participate in nonprofit organizations that are going to make a change, and those are all fantastic things too. But even I see it within you know spiritual organizations that that I've uh, participated in, mm-hmm. where you have. A lot of people that are kind of in the same area, they all want to, you know, they're all on this path towards what might be called enlightenment or, you know, they're getting somewhere with uh, their spirituality, but yet they have a difficult time getting along with each other, even within the context of that group setting, (laughs) you know? So I think you have to, it has to come down to the individual level. And it's it's the way that you react to somebody when you're upset. It's the way that you are interacting with people in your home, people in your office, people that you don't know. You know, how how are people perceiving, how, mm-hmm. how are you being to somebody? Are you leaving a positive impact with your actions or are you leaving a negative impact with your actions? So uh, on a base level, I think that's the you know, the place where we all need to start. And then Chris, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more because it's when we change ourselves that we change the world. It's when like energy combines. It's when, you know, what we do here, I've said this many times, whatever we do here affects everyone around the world. Mm. What we allow to happen inside of our lives and we can talk about things all that we want. It's the action that creates our world the action that we take. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certainly if we didn't have people holding space in a cave somewhere, you know, that's part of everything that we do here. And what you suggest, especially in our world, in our environment, I mean, we're active every day. We're out there driving a car. We're at the store. It's how we treat everybody else and especially our own family members because mm-hmm. those are the easiest to take advantage of. And maybe the most difficult to get along with at times, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, Chris, I want to thank you so much for being our guest on A Call to Consciousness. And I want to thank you for all the wonderful work that you've been doing and that you will continue to do. And, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, uh, actually getting involved with some of the work that you're doing and uh, taking a look at uh, some of these other sites. And I would recommend uh, all of our listeners to go to these websites. There are some great things that you can uh, uh, take a look at and, and, uh, you know, embrace into your own lives. And, uh, you know, Chris gave you his websites. Chris, I'm sure that I will be catching up with you down the road somewhere. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate you having me on, and good luck with everything, and make sure you send us all your information so we can help people understand more about the Universal Flag and what you guys are doing and and all about your movies. Will do. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, all all you listeners. We'll see everyone next week on A Call to Consciousness. Stay conscious. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Unique experience. Results will vary. I just sold another property, making 35000 in two months. Never again will I have to work for anybody else. I have the financial freedom I need for the rest of my life. You've heard the buzz. People have made serious money with real estate, even people who knew nothing about real estate before. And there's never been a better time to get started because the same program these people paid $250 for is now available to you online absolutely free. Simply go to freeprogramonline.com to learn the same money-making secrets for free and see how easy it is to generate millions of dollars. Go to freeprogramonline.com today. I always wanted to be a millionaire. (laughs) And amazingly enough, it's attainable for the average person. The strategies are simple, the money is real, and the complete online program is absolutely free. Go to freeprogramonline.com now for the secrets to achieving real wealth. Freeprogramonline.com. Freeprogramonline.com. MVP quarterback Brett Favre for Wrangler. I'm comfortable in jeans that are tough. I'm comfortable in Wrangler. Real comfortable. Wrangler five-star premium denim jeans. Comfortable on you. Comfortable on your wallet. Available at Kmart. And now, a warm welcome to Mr. Bill Gale, renowned coin expert. Mr. Gale, please tell us about this amazing discovery deep in the vaults of the Smithsonian. Well, never-seen-before sketches by America's premier coin designer, George T. Morgan, were discovered. He designed the Morgan Silver Dollar. And in these sketches, Morgan proposed a $100 coin? That's right. It was to be the largest ever in size, weight, and denomination. Pity it was never struck. Oh, but it was. I have one right here. Oh, my. It's absolutely huge. Why, it fills the palm of my hand. Pure silver, too. Weighs a hefty one. 1.5 ounces. And our listeners can get in on this? Absolutely. They just need to call New York Mint while supplies last. The $100 union is available only on a first-come, first-served basis. Listeners, find out how to hold the $100 union in your hands and get a free collector's DVD with a full story on this remarkable piece and many others. Call 1-800-600-6196. That's 1-800-600-6196. 1-800-600-6196. Ever feel like you're getting old, losing your edge? Forgetting a name, a word, where you left your car keys? Well, that's because right now you are losing brain cells. Your brain works efficiently when you're young. After age 40, that starts to change, and you can feel yourself losing your edge. But a scientific breakthrough has been proven to protect your aging brain for a sharper mind and clearer thinking. It's called Prevagen. Call now and find out how to receive a free 30-day supply. Call 1-800-400-1022. My memory was so bad, I was afraid I'd have to retire. 
With Prevagen, my memory's back. Nothing on earth can protect your brain like Prevagen. It's a breakthrough in science that can protect your memory and restore your edge. Oh, Prevagen will change lives. Absolutely. It changed mine. Protect your brain, protect your memory for a sharper mind and clearer thinking. Find out how to receive your free 30-day supply of Prevagen by calling 1-800-400-1022. That's 1-800-400-1022. If your credit card debt has gotten out of control, here's one powerful secret the credit card companies don't want you to know. You have the right to settle your credit card debt for a fraction of what you owe. We're Consumer Debt Advocate, and we'd like you to call for your free consultation. 1-800-300-3389. Don't ruin your credit by declaring bankruptcy. Find out how we can settle your credit card debt for a fraction of what you owe. Call 1-800-300-3389. 1-800-300-3389. 1-800-300-3389. An easy way to save money and improve air quality? Keep your tires properly inflated. You'll get better gas mileage and cut your vehicle's pollution. Drive a healthier vehicle, and we can all breathe a little easier. For more information, visit drivehealthy.com.